Welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Tonight we have Billy, we have Teabag, we have Perk, and we have Harris. J Dub. J Dub. We got the horse. What do you want to be called? The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. You can't be one person and be called the Four Horsemen. We're doing this over again. Starting that porno with that other chick, the Four Horsemen. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was that was the Four Skinmen. All right, let's start this over. What are we calling him? Yeah, what's the nickname? J Dub. J Dub. H squared. Yeah, that's perfect. J Dub. All right, here we go. Let's try this whole ten seconds of silence thing a little bit. You know, maybe try that again. <laughs> Don't be counting down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you sound like Tom. Welcome to Sports More with HTC. Tonight we have Hilly, Teabag, Perk, and a new guest, J-Dub. Uh, we got a three-point rundown. Let's go ahead and go to Hilly for that. Hilly, what's the three-point rundown? All righty. Three-point rundown tonight. We're going to cover IU basketball and uh, touch a little base on their football team, too, and kind of see where they're coming along. Uh, see what the Colts are doing at the uh, camp going up uh, up north there and uh Going to touch on Kyrie's situation because uh, I think he's kind of in a hot mess after the video with Steph and and what's going on with LeBron. So I'm sure we'll go off on a tangent, but we'll see where that takes us. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, well it sounds good. So uh, what what do we want what do we want to touch on with IU basketball? Uh, J Dub, uh, we, we know touch on the go ahead. Go ahead. I got but can uh, you touch on the fact that they're fucking ripped after this fucking summer. Like one hundred percent. Strength and conditioning coaches. Crazy. One thing I did notice, or one thing that I did like, uh, I really, really liked the challenge that Archie Miller set out at the beginning of the of the summer, and you know, kind of put the the IU championship belt out there on the line. And ended up giving it to um, uh, Devin Davis. Deron you know, Davis. Deron Davis. Davis. Davis, my bad. Deron Davis. kind of got some experience with the uh, whole CrossFit situation. What? My question is, what are these dudes doing to be that chiseled at the end of the summer? Like, what's the workout regimen that they're going through? Hey, Dub, he's got some. he's got some experience in this CrossFit business. Right. Yeah. That's what they look like. CrossFit athletes. I mean, they are toned and they are just. Coach Marshall's the man. He trains AJ Green. In his spare time, he goes down to Georgia and trains Green, and he's just bringing what he knows to the game. These guys are those. These guys out there getting jacked with that guy who acted like a bozo on the bench, and now they're learning what real workouts are like. Right. I okay. That I like throw that throw that yeah. sand pit away. Throw it away. Let's do some real workouts. Unless I you're having a big shit. Right. Uh I I've seen some uh some before and after pictures of some of these 
uh, freshmen before they got to campus and after, and it's it's pretty nice. impressive, pretty impressive to see what kind of transformation they made. And Dude, I mean, these okay, kids. Deron Davis, what twenty one pounds and eight inches on his fucking vertical. Like get out of here. Yeah. That, that's like holy shit. What did this dude do to these players? Like. Well, episode, gonna be tough, man. We talked about Jaron Davis. He got called out by Archie Miller, and guess what? He stepped up to the plate. Yes, he did. Thank you for saying that. Because do you not remember that, at the end of the season, Perk? I know you do. T Mac, we talked yeah. about this. That's yeah. got called out and said like he's not. He shouldn't even be touching a basketball. He needs to work out. Now look at this dude. Like welcome yeah. to the Big Ten, brother. Like you're gonna fit in great. Right, and I I feel like that was the body that he should have had after last year, and we're starting to see we're starting to see what kind of difference this program is going to make. And some of these younger kids, man, they're going to look at this and they're going to they're going to realize, well, shit, if I want to go and play. I need to be doing this type of stuff, and if I want to go and play at the league, maybe I need to be going to IU to get there because look at what they're doing to some of these guys. I mean, well, but, okay, better yet, okay, you, you touch on that point, and I agree, but what does it do for a Romeo Langford that looks at these dudes and they're like, holy shit, these dudes are ripped by the end of summer. Like, what can that dude develop me into? Can he develop me not just into an NBA player, but a fucking NBA player that makes a difference. I'll tell you what that does. You don't even have to both an NBA player. You have to have an NBA body as exactly. well. Exactly. Right. I agree with that. But at the same time, he's not going to go to a college that he's going to sit on a couch and eat potato chips and not get better. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he's going to oh, go yeah. somewhere that can excel him into the next step because we all know he's a one and done. Romeo's a one and done, and that's wherever he goes. I tell you what it does for I tell you what this this type of 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 thing does for Romeo Langford. This what this does for him is it makes him want to get on that workout regimen as soon as possible. So if I'm if I'm Romeo Langford and I see what they're doing, I'm going to go ahead and commit early and then that way I can go ahead and kind of reach out to the coaches and be like, "Hey, what can I be doing now?" To get me ready, so I don't have to take two years to get to that that level. My thought, Archie Miller shooting camp, and when Archie was talking to these kids, these are grades five through ten. He says every shot that we take as a team individually, whenever, is charted. He's like Rob high Johnson. percentage shot. That's exactly right, too. Though she said, Go ahead. Rob Johnson. Get 5,280 shots. Get 4,853. Every single shot they're taking charting so that every day they come to the gym, they're improving. They have something they can measure and they can improve on. And that's the key right there. Tom Crean just wants to go and shoot. I mean, guys shooting with no stress, no will to get better, it's a totally different mindset. That's exactly right. Thank you sealed the deal on that shit there and that. Here's another thing, too. You're talking about the numbers, and Archie made it a big point that 
He wants his IU team to make high-percentage shots where you either get fouled or you make the bucket. So Romeo looks at that, and he's like, you know, I can be the go-to guy. What can I surround myself with at the same time to get better? Okay, if the dude – T-Bag, you know more than I do. I don't know if he has a state championship or what he has, but why not get a state championship in Indiana, a national championship in Indiana, and then go to the NBA? Like, you got to look at that, the physicality of these players now and what they've turned into. Like, if I was a D1 recruit that everybody was after, like, this to me sticks out more than – maybe I haven't followed North Carolina enough or Duke enough, but this sticks out to me in my mind that, like, hey – this is something to look into. You know, it's so yeah. I'm gonna Matthew Hurt is gonna commit to Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be a force with Deron Davis being a junior, they're gonna be unbelievable. What do you what okay, what's your thoughts on Freddie McSwain though? I see big things out of Freddie McSwain. I love Freddie. I love I, I love everything dude, that he's I think about. he's I think he's another Oladipo. That's my right. thoughts, though. Not, not as, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not as athletic as Oladipo, but maybe the A.J. Moyer, like the guy that comes in and fires everybody up, gets everybody motivated, gets some buckets, gets some blocks, takes some charges. He's going to be that that ultimate role player. Yeah, he's going to rebound the game. Ten rebounds a game. He should get it every game, no questions asked. He is well, straight I, up. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be asked to be the number one scorer, the number two scorer. He's gonna be asked to come in and be a defensive guy, collect some rebounds, and get this team fired up. Guy has a forty-six inch vertical. Well, I I heard this on a on a podcast a few months back, and it it just has kind of stuck with me. But I've heard that one thing that. Tom Crane was really big on is he was really excited about getting people that were athletes. He didn't care what your skill set was. Like, he was just honed in on recruiting athletes. And, I mean, that kind of shows... Why the fuck didn't I get a scholarship, goddammit? Well, the two Tommy John surgeries. (laughs) But... But if, you, but if you think, think about it, let, let's ahead. look at let's look at that. So so we had uh, Victor Oladipo, fucking athlete, one hundred percent pure athlete, and he was he he was developed at the college level. OG Ananobi, freak athlete, right? But I didn't agree with you. I disagree. with I don't think Tom Crean went into it being like, oh, this guy's an athlete. I think Tom Crean kind of fell into something when, you, you know, Jory Hall and then Yogi Ferrell and then Cody Zeller. Like, well, I think they were all kind of coming together. I don't I don't think Tom Crean developed anybody. I just think they developed over the years they played at IU. Well, I, I disagree with you on this, and here's why I disagree with you on that. Because – Jordan Holt, Yogi Farrell, and Cody Zellers. Where did they come from? I think I'm from Indiana. Did, okay, exactly. So those three, if you do any type of recruiting at all, those three are going to come to IU. All right, and, and those were your those were your skill players. Right. Those were those those were guys that you didn't have to develop. OG Ananobi, uh, Victor Oladipo, 
uh, Troy Williams, those are guys that you went out and recruited. Uh, yeah, but how much did Victor Oladipo develop from his sophomore year to his senior year? Are you year? kidding me? No, Somebody else did. backed me up. How much did he develop? But he did, no, no, no. He developed by himself. But it's because he was given an opportunity. There's the question. Right. He took it. Right. I don't so know. Green did not develop that dude. He couldn't have nothing to do. National stage to, to showcase what he had when nobody else wanted to look at it. Whether that had to do with Tom Crean developing him or not, maybe, maybe not. But he was given a national stage to show what he was capable of doing. Right. I Listen, I, that, I, I don't think Tom I'm not, I'm not defending shit, Tom Crean. Listen, I'm not defending Tom Crean at all. I'm saying he was a hell of a, a guy to go out and, and, and recruit guys that were athletic. They, he no, wasn't no. going after guys right, that were but talented. Not necessarily guys that were athletic in the state of Indiana. Where did, where did OG come from? Where Maryland. Missouri. No, it's Missouri, right? No, you're wrong. Are you sure? I thought it was anyway. He didn't come from Indiana. So like, no, when, right. Okay, when Bob Knight was coaching, there was a legacy to go on with Bob Knight. The Or all the Indiana players like Damon Bailey and shit, you knew they were locked down to come to IU. I think we've just started that. I think we're just now seeing that again in this era where Tom Crean could not develop players. Look at the talent Tom Crean had, and he didn't do shit with it. Like, I think Archie can do more with less talent as a coach compared to Tom Crean. And that's just my thoughts. I could be wrong, but I don't think yeah, you know. Tom Crean de- developed, developed uh, Oladipo. Oladipo developed on his own, and he, he saw how you had to play in the Big Ten. He saw what it took to get the next step. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I do, but I also what I'm saying is he was a hell of a recruiter to to re, to identify athletes, and the reason I was even getting on that is Freddie McSwain was one of his recruits, right? Yep. So Fre- Freddie McSwain is going to be an athlete. He already is. Uh, already is. Right. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Deron Davis, athlete. Like these kids, are, he he saw something in them I, I that was very I, athletic. I don't listen. Now, I agree with you. I agree have, with you. Deron Davis was an athlete, but Deron Davis is going to be more of an athlete when he leaves IU, no matter when that is, under Archie Miller, than he would be the athlete oh. on Creek. Oh, absolutely. Like that's not an argumentable point. My point is, Archie Miller was great at recruiting athletes and, and athletes that, that weren't really on other people's radars. So, uh, Freddie McSwain, Deron Davis, um, you know, any of these guys that Archie Miller yeah, or that it? Tom Crane recruited, they're going to be athletic. And right. so, what they need is, this is what they need. They need a, a strength and conditioning coach like what we have now that's going to push them and develop them and get them to be where they need to be. And then you've got Archie Miller on the other side of that that's going to give them the skills development. That's going to, I mean, imagine this. 
OG Ananobi, freak athlete. Victor Oladipo, freak athlete. Uh, you can you can argue it all you want, but Thomas Bryant, athletic. If you give them the proper training and then you throw in the skills to go with it, they're going to be dynamic in the NBA. You put you put Thomas Bryant through the same program that the the same program that Deron Davis just went through, and you tie him up with Archie Miller, and he's first round top twenty pick. I agree with you there. I agree 100%. I think if you put the Cody Zeller team, I think under Archie Miller, you have a national championship or at least a national championship contingent. Like, everybody said, oh, I guarantee we don't get beat by a zone. I guarantee we don't get beat by a zone. Right. I guarantee we don't get beat by a zone. I want to know the base root of this question is where did this Marshall come from? That this dude is turning these kids into a beast. Like, sign yeah, me up. Archie Miller hired him. Archie, apparently he was over at Dayton turning nobodies into decent basketball players. But here's my thing is, and, and J-Dub may know this better than I do, but he's not just training basketball players. Was this not his, his first summer without training football players? Am I wrong about that? Did I see that somewhere? No, maybe I didn't read it right? You're exactly right. Think, hey, think about this. So, we had the, the resurgence, the resurrection, whatever you want to call it. It's Cody Zeller when he came in because he was the biggest IU home state boy that came in, right? That kind of pulled right. out. So, does that start all over again? You know I mean? Those what start all over again? The whole state recruiting, like, next big thing. Because, like, when Cody what? got recruited, it was like, oh, it's the resurrection of IU basketball. It I tell you what, if, if Archie signs, if Archie signs, uh, Romeo, it'll be, that'll, he'll be way bigger a name than Cody Zeller's ever was. Right, but I guarantee that. Pause, pause that right there. I don't care what talent or what maybe athletic ability you see. If Romeo Langford commits to IU, that opens up door after door after door after door of players. Oh, one hundred percent. Because Romeo Okay, okay, but you say that, but the same thing happened when Cody Zeller committed and Jordan Hall committed and Yogi Ferrell committed. It may not have opened up as many doors. I don't think Tom Crean is the credit for that. I don't think. I don't. Think, I, don't think, I hope that's good shit. But hey, I don't think Tom Crean. It, it was bug spray. It was bug spray. I'm just saying, like. I'm just saying, like I don't think Tom Crean is the credit for all that. I think we all have the fucking blinders pulled over our eyes. Like I don't. I don't hey, know. I could be wrong. HTC podcast. Anybody got a beer? Yes. Anybody got a shit? Yep. I, I, got, I got a beer. All right. Well, we were just handled, handed uh, four shots. So this is for OMG's birthday. We're all taking a shot. We're going to have a shot handy. Grab your beer. Drink it up. On three. We're taking a shot for uh, OMG's right. birthday. 
On three, happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Apparently that was a big shot. Wow. Why did you do that? <laughs> no, Hilly, Hilly I one hundred percent agree with you like Right. And I know I know I, you know more from a coaching standpoint than I do, but I'm not I'm not ready to give Tom Crean all the credit of developing Oladipo and developing you know, No, Cody. No. Listen, that's not what I was jumping at at all. What I was jumping at was look at what he recruited like, look at Oladipo. Oladipo, freak athlete. Look at OG Ananobi, freak athlete. Now, not only are we getting these freak athletes, but we're getting people that are going to be able to train them and develop them to their, their 100%, their peak performance. So my point is, what if OG Ananobi would have had this kind of development? What if okay. uh, Victor Oladipo would have had this development? What if, what at, kind the of same, at the same token, though, what if Freddie McSwain and Johnny Yeager and all these other guys are not as athletic without this Marshall coming in? I mean, what but, but I, I, I get I get what you're saying there. But at the same time, Freddie McSwain, he's athletic. And oh, that's yeah, why agree, he was recruited. Now, Johnny Yeager, yeah. I don't know why Johnny Johnny Yeager was recruited. Maybe Tom Crean lost a bet somewhere. I don't know. I don't but, know. I've heard the dude can shoot the three ball. I don't know. You're, well, you know, so could, so could Zeisloff. And, you know, but we hardly ever got to see him out on the court. Well, no, he was on the court until he scored, and then he got taken out. Well, he got taken out because he couldn't play defense. No, but you didn't play defense. You started for Tom Green. Touche, <laughs> uh, touche. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, but. Yeah. Don't give me a defense excuse. Do what? Yeah, I don't know what don't... you just said. Excuse when he gets benched when. We got a guy playing 30 minutes. He can't play defense. His name's James Blackman Jr. He really sucked it. Fuck, JDJ. Hey, listen, here's the thing. Here's my question right here. This is going to be the biggest question. I don't. What's care his brother going to do? <laughs> I, no, no, I don't care if they win the Big Ten. I don't care if they fucking make the dance. I don't care what they do. Let's see at the end of the year what the turnover numbers are. Like, I, we've talked about this before. How do you coach to not turn the ball over? So let's see how good Archie is. Like, I don't expect him to win a fucking national championship this year, but I expect him to fucking not turn the ball over. I mean, let's see let's see where they're at on the on the stat board. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we can measure apples to oranges and be like, you need to win the Big Ten and win a national championship you're the next Bob Knight. Like, I think that's unrealistic, but let's see where the turnovers are at. If you're going to turn the ball over on an Archie Miller team, your ass is going to be on the practice squad. He ain't going to stand for it. That's not what he does. 
you don't turn the ball over. Right. You turn it I over. It's not going to turn it over. It don't matter what your name is. Bottom line. Because guess what? If you're a high-profile guy that's getting looked at the NBA, you turn the ball over, guess what? You're not going to get looked at. So it doesn't matter. You know right. what I mean? I agree with that. I agree. And I hope, I hope, first, you're 110% right. I hope you are. Like, because that's the way it ought to be. Okay, if you're turning the ball over 18,000 times a game, your ass needs to be on the fucking bench. Like, I don't care yeah. if you're fucking Romeo Lanford. Your ass does not need to be playing. All right, well, let's move on to topic number two. That was the 20-minute mark. Uh, let's talk about some Colts football. Uh, we know that there's been talks of Andrew Luck maybe missing the first six weeks. We've heard talks of um, that he's going to start the season on the PUP list. I don't know. I've, I've heard a little bit of everything. Uh, what do y'all? What are your all thoughts? What do you all heard? What do you guys? What do you want to talk about? That what? What do you got? I think he misses at least three games, maybe six, and we're in trouble. Really? Yep, that's what I've been okay. hearing. I think the Colts are in trouble this year. I think they're rebuilding. And honestly, I think the smartest move right now is to get. Look healthy. Not worry about this year. So, do you do you foresee picking up Kaepernick, or what? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I think we just suck it up. If we get a good draft pick, we draft it and move on to next year. I think we win the division. What? I think. <laughs> I think Luck misses the first two games. I think the defense becomes nasty. They become tough. I think Hooker's going to be amazing in the backfield. Oh, defense. I love Hooker. And I love everything I've seen about him. I think our offensive line is going to gel. I think it's a good year. Without a so, quarterback, I think Luck's playing the whole season. I think he might miss the first two games top. What if Luck misses the first three games? We still win a division. The I, I think, I, honestly, who are our first three games? They're not in our division, really, right? I don't know. We've got we've got Arizona. Uh, who else do we got early? We have Arizona early, not in our division. Um, LA. We have uh, Rams early in our division, not in our division. And there's somebody else that's not in our division, first three games. Yeah, but we'll be fine. We don't need luck. None of those games matter. Right. Hilly, are you yeah, still I'm here? Good. I think we're not going to be soft this year. There we go. <clears throat> All right. Hilly, let's move on to uh, topic number two. Let's talk about uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, All right. We, we've, heard, we've heard anything from luck could be out for six weeks. To he'll be back at the beginning of the season. Um, what are some thoughts, Perk? What are you? What are your predictions? I think, I think he's gone at least three, maybe six, and 
my honest opinion is Scott Tolvine is not going to do it. Um, it doesn't matter so, what our schedule looks like. So do you do you think we pick up Kaepernick or who who do you see do do we pick up anybody or do we just let our backup quarterback run it? We pick hey, up boy, hey, we just no no no. You guys, are, you guys are overthinking it. Big time. Here's the bottom line. What do you think, Hilly? Go ahead, first. Go ahead. We did a podcast. The season goes downhill before we give up and we get a good draft pick next year and we build for the next year. Because bottom line is, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Amen. You're on it, Bert. You're close. You're close. So there's no reason to bring him back. Let him heal up and let him do what he needs to do, and let's go back for 2018. Yep. Uh, J-Dub, what do do you think? J-Dub, what do you think? Hold on, Healy. J-Dub, what do you think? He's on it. That's luck. This is games one and two. I think game three comes out. I think Frank Gore rushes for 1,000 yards every game after that. 1,000 yards. All right, so hold hold on. J-Dub, you said you you predict Luck being out for how many games? Two. Two. All right, J-Dub, let me tell you our first two games. We have L.A. and we have Arizona. Not in our division. You know what the game after that is? Cleveland. Easy. Easy W. Maybe we still have three games. Hold on. Listen to this. Let me keep going. So we have L.A., Arizona, Cleveland, Seahawks, 49ers. Game six, we have a, a in-conference foe with the Titans. So he so the, that's that's the first It doesn't matter what the still, games are. It doesn't matter if we played fucking New England the first six games. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Hey, here's what's going to happen. But it kind of no, 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 no. Hey, boys, luck is not going this year. I'm with Burke. Luck's not so going. So let's say let's let's luck, say he luck. sits out six weeks, which is what they're predicting, right? So we have we, we lose to the Rams, we lose to the Cardinals, we won't lose to the Browns. You can't lose to the Browns if you have eighteen. Okay, so there's quarterbacks. You could lose. No, we're one and two. Then you play the Seahawks, one and three. Then you play the 49ers, eh, let's say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, two and three. Then you play the Titans, luck comes back, three and three. Jaguars, four and three. Bengals, five and three. Texans, six and three. Steelers, seven and three. Titans, eight and three. Jaguars, nine and three. Bills, ten and three. Broncos, eleven and three. Ravens, eleven and four. Texans, uh, twelve and four. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you're way off, T-Bag. You're way off. No. I think where where did I go wrong? Man. Luck is not helping. But if he takes six weeks off, Here's he, he's I, already I had the I surgery. Understand. And I was the one that told you guys not to panic like a week ago. But here's the thing. Here's the here all the research I've done. Listen, I'm with Harrison, or I'm with Jay Dove and Perk on this one. He's out the first two games. I get that. Okay, he's out. Like he's not. I playing. just predicted him being out the first six games. Yeah, but okay, no, no, no. I, I disagree though. And we still went twelve and four. No, I disagree. <laughs> luck comes in. 
Luck comes in and plays one game. He plays one game, and he's done. Luck is not healthy. Have you seen how much weight this dude's lost? Now, granted, it might say, oh, he can put it back on, he can put it back on. Bullshit. This dude has lost muscle mass. He's lost weight. Why put Andrew Luck, that's got another at least ten good prime years, behind the same fucking shitty offensive line that he got hurt behind? Why put him behind that? This is done, man. I'm telling you, I'm I'm not being pessimistic. Like I would love to see him make the playoffs, but they're not gonna fucking beat New England. New England will be lucky if they, they don't even play team. New England. Get they the AFC championship. Get the AFC championship. See who they gotta play. Okay. You're not making okay, it. but You're, you you just said you just said you don't see him making the playoffs because they can't beat New England. No, 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 that's, no, no, that's okay. two different things. Right. I'm they just, can oh, make the okay, playoffs no, 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 and then not I'm play New about, England at all. I'm talking about Super Bowl. Listen, if, if oh Lock no, that, in, they don't... I don't see him making the Super Bowl. That's right. that's, that's two different stories. Right. Going twelve and four and making it to the Super Bowl are two different stories. I'm saying yeah. they can be twelve and four, make it to the playoffs. I agree with that. And playoffs. win a win Lock a game. Healthy, but Luck's not healthy, man. After six weeks, giving six weeks off. If you no. give him six no. weeks off, why wouldn't he be healthy? Because I think if there's more to it than what the media is telling us. This dude is not healthy, man. He's not. It's not. I don't just think it's a surgery you just bounce back from. No. I okay. Okay. I, I get what I get. What you're saying. I get what you're saying. But let's talk about what day it is. Today it's August second, and we're talking yep. about being out six weeks from the regular season. So you're talking what? Like that's almost twelve weeks. When's the regular right. season I know. start? I, I agree with that. I agree with you. So I'm just that. saying, I don't think luck, luck can sit out so fucking Christmas and Christmas and not be healthy. Like, I don't think the dude is right. I don't think he's – he is not the quarterback that come into the league before he got fucking hurt. If, if Ballard come out tomorrow and said, you know what, luck's not playing this year, we're going to fucking build up our own line and we're going to build up our team and build up that roster. I would not be fucking mad. Why even bring him out behind the same old line that got him hurt in the first place? That's my thing. Like, why, why bring him out to go six weeks and be halfway healthy, make it to the fucking playoffs, make it to the AFC championship game, and New England stomps their fucking brains out? That's my but thing. see, what I, I, I think, I think halfway healthy is bringing him out at the beginning of the season. And I'm not even talking about that. Six weeks. That's two months in, into I the season. I know. I know. I agree. I, I, I agree it should be enough time, but I don't think right now, I don't think Andrew Luck is as far along as what they're letting on. I don't think that. Well, now, no, granted, I, I, I agree be, with you there I because if be, he was as far along as, as what we think, he would be out there playing and he would be ready to start. Beginning of the season, and, not, and I think what they're not even is playing. Case, not even playing. I think he at least needs to be. He needs to be throwing the ball in his own form, not just throwing the ball. Throwing like, the let's ball. Go, He's now, throwing now, the ball. Let, but but, but and time out, Let's define throwing the ball and throwing. The ball. You know what I mean? Is he throwing it seventy to eighty or sixty, fifty, whatever it is? Yards downfield. Was no. he ever able to throw at eighty yards? But you I mean, understand what real. I'm saying. You under he he's not able right now to air it out and hit T Y on a fucking steam route. 
you know, well, fucking no, because he's six field. weeks out from the season. <laughs> yeah, I but... think, I think he needs to. I, honestly, okay, I get what you're saying, Hilly, and and I realize what you're doing here. He needs to take as much time as possible. If it's six weeks, if it's sixteen weeks, whatever it is, take as much time as you need, and don't come back until you're ready. But to to say he can't come back at week seven because we have a weak O line, that's a cop out. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, saying. I'm not saying he can't come back. He could come back. But my thing is, let's think about this. We have a weak O line. Frank Gore could be wrong about this too, but Frank Gore will not be there next year. They're going to have a brand new running back. A brand new no. offense. Ballard is gonna. Pagano is out, man. Pagano is out. There's a new head, new head coach yeah. coming in. It's a whole new rebuilding system. Ballard is thinking five years down the road. Ballard is not thinking about this year. If you're betting on the Colts right now to win anything, you're gonna lose some money. You need to take your money elsewhere. That's right. And I am, I am a diehard fucking Colts fan. I'm telling you right now, the Colts are not ready to make any noise in the NFL. All right, Perk, let's hear what you got. It's not – this year right now is not for the – like, we can – a Colts fan, I'm the biggest Colts fan you know. But at the same time, this is a rebuilding year for the Colts. We're not expected to win the Super Bowl. We're no. not going to win the Super Bowl. No, I don't think there's anybody on this phone call that thinks that the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, then why even bring Luck back? Why bring him back? Why get him hurt? I'm fine with that because we're not going to win it this year anyway. Get the guy healthy. Get a team around. If they take tanking the season and getting the the first or second, third round, first pick, do it. All right, it's not going to help. Let me ask you this, Kirk. Let me let me ask you this, Kirk. Let me ask you this. So let's say that uh, Luck's ready to go week eight. So you're saying sitting, don't let him play. If we're not contention. Okay. So so you agree with that? You agree with that? Point. Let's let's say we. Let's say week eight, Luck comes back, he's healthy, and you say don't play. But what good would it do at week eight to come back? What good would it do? Okay. They shouldn't make the playoffs with the fucking backup. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Go ahead. So, he's been out. He's been out for how long? And then you're going to continue to sit him out eight more weeks. Then you're going to continue to sit him out all of off season. Then you're going to continue to sit him out all of preseason. And then he's not going to come back and throw a football until in a live game until the next September. But if he's that's not, a long right. time being off. Right. That's a I'll long time right being now. off. But here's the thing. I think Andrew Luck has already been told, hey, bud, don't expect to play this year. You just need to focus on getting healthy. You just tell the media we don't have a time span on this. You need to fucking tell everybody just to whatever, relax. He's already been told, look at him, man. He's fucking 
The dude has lost so much weight, he doesn't even look like an NFL quarterback. Like, he is physically not ready to come in and take a hit. For, okay, you play Pittsburgh. Let's say we play Pittsburgh and play their fucking defense. You think he's ready for that? You think he's ready for New England's defense and the AFC Championship if we make it that far? What is it worth? What is it worth to come in on the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, it doesn't matter, game, and, and play, you know, play it out? What is it worth at this point? If you well, know, he, he, here's my point though. You're not gonna win you're, at all. you're gonna you're an NFL quarterback and you've been removed from competition for damn near two seasons. What, what, how how are you gonna be able to just all of a sudden bounce back and be elite? Well, that that goes back to the coach. You got the conditioning, but at the same time, if if you're an elite quarterback and I'm your coach and I take your helmet away and I say, hey. You're not playing. There isn't shit you can do about it. Like, when they, okay, just like concussion thing. If concussion protocol, they take your helmet away, you're fucking, you're not playing the rest of the game. I don't think Ballard is looking at this year. I think Ballard made the best of the situation in the draft that he could do. That's why he took Malik Hooker. That's why he's trying to rebuild their, their defense. He's not worried about their O-line at this point in time. He's going to make a deal. He's going to go into the other draft. You have a Ferrari that you don't have a garage to park it in right now. Why would you bring your Ferrari out and fucking, you know, let it get hail damaged like your offensive line? Why put him behind the same offensive line that got him hurt in the first place? That's my thing. But this is the same, this is the same offensive line that we were excited about because it's, he's had this same offensive line and it's the first time that he's had consistency. And I, I agree with that. They should they should be maturing more than that. You know, Newhort and Kelly and 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 uh, the other fucking other side and the Hawaii. Like I, we just mentioned today, I was talking to M Square today at work. I said, you know what? What about the Hawaiian guy that played center? That's all I remember. He went to Hawaii, went to whatever. Played center was going to make a deep line, but you don't hear anything about it. He got hurt one time. How many times has Luck seen new linemen in front of him? Throughout a season, that's the thing. I mean, look at every great quarterback. Okay, look at Dak Prescott, for instance. Dak Prescott has one of the best offensive lines in front of him. Does that mean he's a fucking elite quarterback without him? No. Think about how good Andrew Luck could be if they just fucking laid up this season, did what their backup could do, got him completely healthy, rebuilt the offensive line in the offseason. Then you're talking about a Super Bowl contender. Like, look at if you put Andrew Luck behind Dak Prescott's fucking offensive line with a running back like old convict down there beating up DJs and shit, it's the same thing. You're going to get a better offense in turn. Luck can't do it all by himself. Luck I agree with that. I place. You know, so why why bring him back in the sixth game or the eighth game or whatever and just be mediocre on the season and maybe make the playoffs? All making the playoffs does, if you're not going to go the whole way, is take you out of your fucking draft spot. Not to say they're going to throw it, but at the same time, if he's not 100% at the start of the season, keep his ass on the pump list. Six games in, if you want to take him off, take him off and play a game. If he's not 100%, take him out. Let's move on. Keep it moving. Next season. Like, that's Ballard is thinking about long-term. Ballard's not thinking about this year. But but I I... I agree with what you're saying, but I just still think that if he is, if he's at 100%, he's not, 
at week six and you sit him, you're you're hurting him. You're hurting him. I mean, think about this. If you're a multi-million dollar quarterback and you're 100% healthy at week six and they tell you, listen, you're healthy enough to go play, but you're not going to play. Playing. You're playing. You're going to go out and play the game. He's not going to miss a game that he can play in. I guarantee it. Exactly. I, I agree 100% with J-Dub there. If they tell you you're 100% and you you just to say, eh, they're not going to play me, okay, I'll sit out for the help, for my own health. No, fuck that. That's not going to happen. I mean, think about it as basketball. Think about telling LeBron James, listen, you're 100% healthy and we're going to put you in, but it's not going to be until we're 50 games in. And he's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and sit out. Let's see what we can get in the draft. Like, it's not going to happen. Any kind of athlete, competitive athlete, they're not going to want to sit out. Okay. Okay. And let's say they tell him, hey, bro, you're at 90% or you're at 85%. Can you go work? Luck's not going to tell him no. But that's where Bowler's right. going to step in. And Bowler's going to be like, no, you're not going. If you think, if you sit here and think that Luck is going to be at 100% after not practicing all summer, not going through camp by the fucking first four games, I give you four games, you're wrong. Like, it's not going to happen. Luck is not, like, I just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm not making on it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope by the first game this dude is 100%, he throws for fucking 700 yards that first game. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this. I, I guarantee that if if he doesn't start the season, and let's say he is out, they say six weeks, I guarantee he plays if he's healthy. I guarantee he plays if he's 90%. And, and, and I just... Just ran down our first six weeks of games, and it's not like we have it's not like we have tough competition those first six weeks. Right, I agree. So, I agree, but so I think it, it's not like the season's going to be a wash. If I mean, you know, if, if we had if we had like New England and uh, Pittsburgh and. You know, Atlanta, like if we had some tough competition up front and we were already right. down 0-6, like, yeah, I get it. Let's go right. ahead and sit him. But I predict, I, I can I see us being, I can, I can see us being 2-4 and four coming week 6 with a very, a very projectable season to where we could be 12-4. and four. So if you can be twelve and four, I don't. I don't think we win the nineteen games. I understand what you're saying. Like, there's no reason why our backup in the first six weeks should not be able to win two games. I understand that. Okay, but let's say you do go twelve and four. Okay. You get you get in the playoffs, and if Luck's not a hundred percent, and they're like, "Well, let's see what we can do in the playoffs," and he gets hurt again, or he's like, "What is it worth?" You're not making it past New England in the AFC Championship. 
if they're there. Right. Oakland, okay. Oakland and New England, I mean, that's my call. But at the same time, why bring him in at game six or game seven or whatever it may be and be like, well, he's at 90%. Let's see what we can do. Like, okay. I, I tell you why. That's I, I tell you why you Ryan do that. Grickson move. That's a Ryan Grickson but, move. We need to make I the I tell playoffs. you why you do Play that. You do that because you are making you're you're giving uh you're giving Pagano his job. Like this this is your your job. Pagano's gone after this year, man, I'm telling you. He's gone. He's on the chopping block. So, so you're telling me if they go if they go twelve and four, Pagano's gone? No, I don't agree with that, but they're not I don't I don't agree that they're gonna go twelve and four though. I don't, okay, I don't think but but I'm just saying hypothetically, let's say that they go twelve and four. Pagano's gone. No, he's he's still there, but I think he's still there. Okay, I, there, I think Ballard has his own. Place. Okay, Ballard so, has his own coach. So let's say that they go zero and sixteen. Is Pagano still there? No, no, no. he's gone. Okay, if if they go so, five hundred on the year, Pagano's not there. So don't you think Pagano's coaching for his job? Don't you don't you agree with yeah. that? So if I'm Pagano, if I'm Pagano, but but listen listen to me. If I'm Pagano, if I'm Pagano, and they're telling me that luck is ninety percent, aren't you putting luck in the game? That's up to Bauer. That's not up to luck, man. I'm telling you. Ah, I don't know about all that. I don't. I don't know about all that. Pagano, okay, not it's just like this. If, if, if I quarterback, you, it, 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 if he I is 100%. Go ahead, Bert. Go ahead. Are you guys saying you're wrong? I'm going to get a hammer. Listen, if I hand you a hammer with 90% of that hammer, that's, everything's there, but it's missing the head of that hammer to drive a nail in. Your chances of using that tool are slim to none. So me as a boss, I would be like, no, we're not going to use this tool. We're going to move on to something else. We're going to look forward to the future. Same thing. If if Andrew Luck is at 90% or 85%, why bring him in to save Pagano's job? Do you think Ballard's worried about Pagano's job? Ballard's worried about no, his but, job in his relationship but, but here's, with Jim Irley. Well, here's what I know. Here's what I know is that if I'm the coach and I know my job's on the line, I'm doing whatever I can to put the product out on the field that I know is going to get me the wins to secure my job. And I don't think that Ballard has as much say as what you're thinking. And he may not. I don't think he does it. For, for Pagano's sake, I hope he doesn't. But at the same time, I don't think you he understand does. what I'm saying. If a, a parent of your AAU team, one of your players, says, my son's not playing, he's sitting in the bleachers with me, can you play that kid? You know what I mean? Can, I get I get what you're saying there, but but I also have to, have to see that if I'm the coach and my job relies on it, and I don't think that I don't think Ballard has as much say in who gets to play. I think it's everything to do with what the doctors say. 
I think if the doctors well, say, listen, he's cleared to play, and then, then if Ballard comes out and says he's not playing, then right. I, 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 then I think that it has to be like, as me as a coach, I have to be like, well, listen, motherfucker, you can't fire me because the doctor said he was cleared to play and you didn't let me play him. Right. I agree with that. But, at the, you know, at the same time, Luck is Ballard's golden ticket. I mean, he's he's, he's yeah. Ballard's golden but, ticket to the whole team, to the whole to the whole management. But I I 100% I agree, agree with, with that, but I, I don't think it's it's not Ballard that's going to be saying if he can play or not. What is going to happen? What is going to come down to is and who is it? Who is doctors. They're going to look at the doctors. No, they're going to look at the doctors, and if the doctors say, "Listen, he's cleared to play." They're going to look at Pagano, and if if Pagano says, listen, I don't want to play him, I I would rather save him, that's a different story. But if Pagano says, listen, if he's good to go, we're playing him, then yes, he's playing to save Pagano's job. I I agree with that. to what the doctors say. I don't think that Ballard has that much say in it. Oh, I agree with that. I think, and, and, and not saying that Ballard doesn't have that much influence in it. I think Ballard respects Pagano enough to be like, "Hey, it's your team. Go win a championship." That's what right. I, think. I don't. It, I don't think it, you know. And not I, I honestly, I think that if this were a new coach, let's say Ballard brought in this new, fresh rookie coach, and he said, "Listen, man, I got your back. We're going to build you a team." And let's go out and win us the Super Bowl in five years. That's a different story. But Pagano is his job is on the line. And if he doesn't go out and make the playoffs, if he doesn't go twelve and okay. four or eleven Let's, and five, dude's career is over at Indy. I think this is where we got misinterrupted. Let me let me interpret that. I guess of what I'm saying better. If Pagano has luck. And you don't go eleven and five or twelve and four, you're done. Like if you have a hundred percent Andrew Luck, and you don't go twelve and four, eleven and five, you're done. I one hundred percent agree with that. I, I like I understand if, if yeah, I he get, gets get him, saying. even if he gets him at twelve at, at six weeks in, six weeks in, you have to go eleven and five, twelve or four, or you're done. Right, but I think you're 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 underestimating the AFC South this year. Like granted, Jacksonville does not have a fucking quarterback. Okay, they're not gonna do shit. Tennessee's up and coming. Houston has a fucking dynamite defense with JJ Watt and Clowney both coming back this year. It's like they're gonna have to struggle to win the AFC South. And that's my thing. I think that's their only way in. I don't think they make the playoffs without winning the AFC South. What? If they win the AFC South, they're automatically in. What'd you say? You just said if they if they win the AFC South, there's no way they can get in. I think the only way they get into the playoffs this year is if they win the AFC South. But I think people are underestimating... Nope. Tennessee? No, no, no. I think I'm not saying they're going to go 11 and 11 and five or 12 and four. I'm saying they're going to go maybe under 500, and they have to win their division or like, win their conference. Like 
You're, uh, people are underestimating Tennessee with... and underestimating Houston. You see All right. Man, I just want to rant, right. Dear man. Do you want me to lead off what I was saying? Go for it. All right. No, Bert, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if they do not win the AFC South this year, I don't think they're in the playoffs. But at the same time, people are underestimating Tennessee and Houston. Houston is going to have a badass defense, like I said, with J.J. Watt, County back. I think it's going to take more than what you think. I don't think the AFC is the fucking clown of the league anymore. But I don't see them making the playoffs if they do not win that division. So, so you don't see a uh, you don't see a wild card coming out of the AFC South like I do. No, not at all. Not at all. This, not at all. Here's the deal. But bring it down to you like this: It doesn't matter when Andrew Luck comes back. First week, sixth week, ninth, ninth week, whatever. The Colts are not making the playoffs this year. I would not be surprised, regardless of when Andrew Luck comes back, with coaching change at the end of the year, Ballard wants a clean slate. Yep. Just the guy knows how to develop Luck. Luck hasn't been healthy a full year, and I don't know how long. But at the same time, You've had time to do your thing. If I if the one can't come back before six weeks and we're already out of the playoffs, there's no reason to bring him back at all. Rest him up the rest of the year, get him ready for next year. We've already got draft picks draft picks from the previous year. Let's build him up for the next year and see what happens. That's one more year that Tom Brady is older and gonna be out of the NFL. But that's also one year that Andrew Luck gets older with no experience under his belt. I disagree, Perk. If I could mute you, I would. (laughs) I'm just saying, man. Did you see where Jacksonville's top receiver, I think it was top receiver, that fucking retired after practice, after Bortles threw fucking five interceptions? Like, Jacksonville's not the hunt, man. I'm telling you. No, I don't agree. I don't agree that Jacksonville's in the hunt. I'm just saying that we are. And he has a different perspective. We are. It's lunch healthy by week one. We're not. I don't care if he comes back week six. Why put your fucking Cadillac, why drive your Cadillac through a hailstorm if you know it's going to get damaged? All right. Speaking of driving, speaking of driving Cadillacs, let's go ahead and talk about some NBA players and their free agency. We know, we know that Kyrie is, we know that Kyrie is no longer wanting to play with bitch baby Braun, and he wants to get out and do his own thing. Uh, what y'all? What's your own thoughts on this? Get your money, dude. Get it while you can. To be the man, he's going to go to a team that he's going to be the man, but he might not make the playoffs every year. He might even miss the playoffs every year if he's just to go to a team that he's going to be the man. Then being a player on a team that wants to be the man. It's not even about that, though. Not even about that. 
I don't even. I don't. I don't care what what Kyrie's motives are. First of all, I've got a couple of things to say here. First of all, he he's tired of playing with bitch baby Braun. Like that. That's it. He he's tired of being. He's tired of being somebody's sidekick. Number one. Number two. Have you guys seen the video? Where him and uh, Steph are at somebody's wedding, and Steph and Steph's making fun of LeBron, and Kyrie's over on the side cracking his ass up, like laughing, making fun of him. Like that to that to me, that just lets me know that that Kyrie is just he he has no he has no connection. With LeBron, like he's he doesn't he he's over it. He doesn't want to be like LeBron, LeBron's bitch. number two, right? He doesn't want to be LeBron's bitch. Like he wants to go and try to be something somewhere else. And you know, want to be. Let's say it's at at San Antonio, or you know, somewhere. Will he win a championship? Guaranteed, no. I think, like, he's got his championship ring. Like, he doesn't care about that anymore. Like, to him now, it's just like, let me go and play and have fun with the game from here on out, in my opinion. Like, he's got his ring. I've played with you. You're a little bitch. I'm going to go and do my thing now. agree with you. I agree 100%. He's done with the drum, man. He's done. I don't. I think LeBron is LeBron's in LA here. Hey, listen to this. All right, on my birthday, I was sitting out here on my swing, drinking a moonshine drink, and I get a fucking alert on my phone, and it says Maurice Maurice Creek. Wow. Maurice Creek's going live. And, and so I chime in, and I start talking to Maurice Creek. And it's just me and him on his little live feed. And we start talking. And I, and I said, uh, I said, hey, uh, what do you think about LeBron going to L.A.? And he had about five other dudes chime in, and he's like, no, man, LeBron's never going to L.A. And all these dudes from the NBA started chiming in and saying that LeBron's never going to the NBA. That next week, the Staples Center fucking buys out his uh, pizza company, Blaze. They put it in the Staples Center. And then... Everything starts coming out that uh, Fox Sports 1 is saying that LeBron is going to L.A. LA. Exactly. And everything that we've been saying from, like, day one. It's a business move on LeBron's end. He's fucking going to L.A. You know he's out there playing with fucking Lonzo next year. If he doesn't go to L.A., he's an idiot. We've said this for how long? How long has Sports and More been behind this movement that LeBron James is going to L.A.? 
How long? Oh, we said that a long time ago. It's been like three months we've said this. Right. And look, everybody is just now jumping on board with us. Like, it's going to happen. Just like right. we're saying Romeo is going to IU. If you want to know what's going on, jump on with Sports and More because LeBron James is going to L.A. Done deal. For sure. And Kyrie, he's getting out of Cleveland because he doesn't want to go to L.A. Or he can't go to L.A. because they have already got a point guard. Done deal. End of story. Kyrie's out. LeBron's going to L.A. to go play with Alonzo and Paul George. We've said it for how many months? I don't Game know over. Paul George. I think, I think, I think Paul George is locked down for that. I don't no. think he goes. Nope. He Paul might. George is going he there, might. too. And, he, and he's even he going to bring Russell Westbrook. <laughs> put, it, put it in your damn book. It's going to be Lonzo Ball, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and some goofy-ass center in L.A. next year. Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. No, goddammit. They're probably going to pick up somebody stupid like Tyler Zeller. <laughs> hey, Tyler just moved from Boston. I don't know where he's at. but Yeah, well, he's... He's fucking in Washington playing pickup basketball is what he's doing. He got cut. Hey, did you see uh, Cody's thing on Twitter where it was mowing his desk grass? Yeah, I I shared that tweet. <laughs> that was awesome. That's like, man, stay humble, man. You're from Washington. Yeah, right. Stay humble. Well, his That's thing awesome. said, like, no matter how old you are or if you've made it into the league, you, when you come home, your dad still makes you mow the yard. Like, like how, how fucking cool is that, man? Like, honestly, like, that makes that dude so much more relatable. Like, like I honestly, we could have drove past that dude's house and saw him mowing his dad's yard, and it would have been no big deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. That's what I seen him on Twitter mowing the yard. I'm like, oh, okay, so he's going. No big deal. <laughs> no, I gotta mow. I gotta mow tomorrow night. <laughs> right. Oh, that, that reminds me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So. I hey, Hilly. I gotta get the high time. I gotta get the high time if you guys are ready. Oh, hold on. Uh, J Dub has something to say. Go ahead, chime in. <laughs> Hilly, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. All right, Ellie, check your text. But yeah, okay. I'm I'm getting ready to send you a text. But yeah, go on, go on with your high time. All right, time for sure. Let's go on with it. Who's in my way? <laughs> Don't count on music, man. It's I fucking I've been slacking. <laughs> All right, you ready for high time with Ellie right here? This is a question that might cut deep, and I uh, I got different opinions on this, and we'll see what your guys' take is on it. But does the AAU program, in your in your thoughts, does it take away high school basketball? What are your thoughts on that, Jada being the guest? What's what's your thoughts on that? The rest of you. What do you say? 
What? What'd you ask me? <laughs> Alright, I'm asking does AAU basketball take away from high school basketball? Yes. Because that's why, it? What's yep. Your, <laughs> what's your, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Why does it? Right, you can't just say yes. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to say AAU basketball takes away from it, but I think club sports in general take away from the high school experience because a lot of, like, my daughter's friends, if they continue playing, like, club soccer, for example, and they get to high school, they have to make a choice to play for the club or the high school. They can't play for both. And that's different than it used to be when we were growing up. You played your high school, and then in the summertime you played for your club or spring or whatever, off season. Nowadays with AAU, you know, you're you're committing to stuff that you just you're, – you're, you're letting a lot of other options go. And I think a lot of kids – need to continue playing two sports instead of one. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Hey, let me ask you this, and, and, and leading in or following up with that uh, you thought, back in the day, now I don't know, but in the Bailey and you know, all them old Hoosiers were around, was it not a lot easier for college coaches that were in Indiana just to go to these high schools in Indiana instead of having to compete with a Florida and, you know, Arizona and coming to an AAU tournament down in Atlanta or Louisville. You know what I'm saying? Was not was recruiting not a lot easier before AAU to get in-state players, I guess is what I'm saying. Say it again. You <laughs> <laughs> say all AAU. five minutes of that again? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? You guys didn't give it a program, but... Was recruiting not easier back in the day without AAU than what it is now today? With I mean, AAU. you gotta have, like, you gotta have AAU in state. In, go ahead, go ahead. Without the tournaments, you really got nothing. You're not getting any recognition with coaches and stuff like that because they're not watching you in high school. They don't care. Right, but what, what I'm saying is, like, if a Bedford North Lawrence star, like, Damon Bailey, does Damon he not Bailey. get more recruited, heavily recruited from, from Bob Knight compared to, like, coaches out in Arizona or coaches, you know, with Duke, North Carolina? Like, was he not a lock-in before all this AAU thing exploded? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was exploded back then. I didn't know it, but. Was it not easier for coaches to recruit in state compared to what it is now? Back then, I think the AU circuit wasn't as big as it is now. But there wasn't so much in with the the um, Nike Adidas brand tournament. You know what I mean? So, right. I think then there was more of the these are some good players playing some basketball, and everyone just came to watch. Whereas nowadays. You know, you got guys. I mean, you probably know how it is. You got a you got a guy playing for the Indiana League that lives in freaking like Minnesota. You know, like he's not an Indian player, but he's playing for that team so he can get right. recognition. All right. So, are you guys ready for me to right. step in or no? <laughs> you just sit down a minute. <laughs> I, I've been sitting down. <laughs> You got it. All right, let's hear it, Steve. What's your thoughts on that being an AAU coach? All right, so 
Wait, are you ready? Are you ready for this? We're ready. All right. If we sit down. Hang on. That's the question. I don't know. If you want to fucking sit down, sit down. All right. Here, here we go. All right. I, I got to take one of my earphones out because I can't fucking, it makes me sound like I'm in a fucking telephone booth. All right. So, first of all, AAU basketball. I love AAU basketball and I fucking hate AAU basketball all in the same breath. And here's why. AAU basketball. Here we go. I think that AAU basketball is a very good platform for coaches to be able to see D1, D2, D3, JUCO prospects. And I I love it in the fact that they are able to go out and watch. So let's say that uh, Adidas has a tournament in Dallas. And and they they have this tournament where there's 30 teams playing. Now, with all 30 teams playing, are these all D1, like IU level, Purdue level, uh, Kansas, North Carolina level players? No, absolutely not. But at the same time, they they have the aspect for coaches to come from all over and see these kids play. Now, when when a player like Romeo Langford or Zion Williamson, they they draw in that crowd. So those big colleges, they're looking at those kids, the ones that they have the tags on, like Zion and Romeo. But at the same time, all these other colleges like, you know, Appalachian State or you know, uh, Wichita State, like some of these other, like, lower-end schools, they're coming to these tournaments, too, and they're seeing players that are just as good. Like, they know, like, Appalachian State, they know that they're not going to sign a Romeo Langford, or they know that they're not going to sign a Zion Williamson. But at the same time, they're able to watch some of their teammates and be like, hey, this power forward that plays with Romeo, we could have him on our team, and they're able to they're able to recruit that player. What? Go ahead. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. And you're talking about platforms. It puts the next best guy. It puts all these players. Put him. Put him in a pretty good spot. Now, if he can recruit the top guy and those other guys, he's going to be in a pretty good damn spot. Say that again. Say Say what you said again, Perk. I said, when Archie Miller was a date, he recruited the guys that he knew he could recruit, which were mid-majors top quality guy. And the argument I keep hearing is, oh, well, he can't recruit the big name guys. Well, of course he can't because he wasn't at a big name college. He was at Dayton. Who, what person, what college kids are going to go to Dayton? It's going to be the secondary guys, the tier, second tier guys that didn't recruit the big time. Well, guess what? 
I Archie Miller is at IU now, and he can get those big name recruits. Are you ready? So for all the people who say that, oh, Archie Miller couldn't get the big recruits. Well, you're right. He couldn't get the big recruits because he was Dayton College. Now he's at a Indiana University, one of the elite programs in the country. Of course he's going to be able to go after this guy. So to, to compare his recruiting to where he was, it was stupid. It's not even terrible. He nobody right, but I don't think nobody nobody was comparing Archie Miller's success now to where he is compared no, to where no. he was. We're talking we're talking about why a no, you let, let, let me is better than high school. Let me let me no no not better. Let me follow up with what you're saying, Perk, because I, I know where you're at. But this is the thing. Does I do having the AAU programs that they have in Indiana, does it take away from Archie's recruiting? You know, did this, instead of instead of uh, Romeo Langford being able to go to Atlanta and play, or fucking wherever, he probably plays all over the country, if he could only stay in Indiana and play high school ball and that's all you had to recruit off of, does that not make Indiana a better school recruiting-wise? Like, okay, this is the thing. Does AAU make high school basketball worse in that aspect? That's no, thing. That's I, I don't think it does. Because listen, like you, you've got Romeo, who is one in a one in a million, right? But you have you have all these other, like let's say the Indian Elite. First of all, they're a they're a phenomenal basketball program. Like I played against them this year, and we hung with them for a half. And then the second half, they blew us the fuck out the gym. So let's go ahead and talk about Indiana Elite. And, and and I know Harris even brought this up. First of all, they're not all Indiana Elite. Like, kids aren't from Indiana. I get that. Right. We get that. But at the same time, those kids that are from Indiana... They're going to be they're going to be looked at by Archie Miller because they play for a team called Indiana Elite. And I guess but what if they don't play? What if they do not see a fucking minute on the court? What no, I guess first of all, I can go ahead and vouch for this. Those every one of those kids gets to play. When you run down the every one of those kids say, gets to so, play. So you're telling me if it's a bucket to bucket basketball game. And if you're two points away, and both, and if you sit your best player, well, we just gotta play these guys. At listen, the listen to me. I'm telling you, they have nine players on their team. I'm getting the bullshit. Every single one, every single one of their players is going to be able to dominate on the court. Now, are they going to have their best five on the court? Yes, absolutely. At the end of the game, if it's a close game, yes. But out of those nine right. players, out of those nine players on Indiana Elite, all nine of them are D1 talent. So it's it's like, it's, it, in my opinion, it's it's like you have an NBA All-Star game, and you're playing East versus West. Which five are you putting on the court? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's Indiana Elite. Like, that's where you're at. 
But at the right. same time, right. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and go on the opposite side of that. So let's say that IU, they they go and recruit four of your nine players. So you have five players that aren't being recruited by IU, right? Do you agree with that? Right. Like, you agree, right. like, nine players from an AAU team are not being recruited by IU. So let's say four of them are. So these other five players, they're going to Atlanta. They're going to Dallas. They're going to Chicago. They're going to wherever the fuck they need to go and getting exposed. And then they get picked up by Xavier or they get picked up by, uh, SM, what is it, SMU. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, whoever. But like, here's my thing. Okay. They I'm have a benefit of being picked up. Go right. for it. Okay, Let's so hear it. you think, you think Tom Cloverdale back in the day would have benefited AAU team. Absolutely. I disagree. I think he's just a hard-nosed player that got accidentally seen in high school when somebody went to recruit somebody else. Like, I think, okay, let me see if I'm misunderstanding this wrong or whatever, but could I not pay money, pay enough money, and be like, I want my son to play, no matter if he's good at basketball or not, I want him on this AAU team. Can I not pay enough money to do that? No. And here's where I disagree with you because if you are on a gold level or a silver level team, you're not getting picked up unless you're good enough. Like, like, like for my team, for for my team, let's, let's, let's hypothetically, let's say that I coached for Indiana Elite. I'm not picking up talent unless I know they're going to be recruited by a D1 school. So I'm going to pick them up. Whether they come from Minnesota or Chicago or wherever, I'm going to pick them up on my team just so I can win. And then, and then Indiana Elite goes to the gold Adidas Gold, and they go undefeated for three weekends in a row. They go to Dallas undefeated. They go to Atlanta undefeated. They go to Chicago undefeated. And then they come back and they play in Vegas, and they lose one game. And they get looked at, and they're like, oh, your team's not that great. We're going to go ahead and pick up players from uh, Lonzo Ball's team who went 12-30. and 30. Like, what? Like, are you kidding me? This team lost two games in four weekends, and you're going to pick up players off of Lonzo Ball's team, who went 12-32. and 32. I'm going to interrupt right now and say our next episode, three-point rundown, one, two, and three is, Le- is LeVar Ball, because I would slash that guy's throat. <laughs> Listen, Lon- Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball is a genius and he's an idiot. And here's why he's a genius and he's an idiot. We're not gonna get he's a genius. No. All right, next the- next episode, we'll do it next episode. Next episode. Hey, this is the last question before final thoughts because I got to dip out of here. But, uh, All right, here we go. You think? 
the, the fact that, that Bobby Knight. So Bobby, anyone who wants to tune in to support some more for the next episode, it will be all about LeVar Ball and how big dumb <laughs> And we'll talk about LeVar Ball, and we'll also talk about uh, WWE. And, like, that way it all kind of balances out. WWE, you got John Jones. That's interesting. All right. Let's hear it. Hilly, what do you got? What do you got? I hate that. I hate that. Do you think – I mean, you think Bob Knight's recruiting would have been easier with AAU? There's not a chance in hell. Like, there's not no. a chance in hell if you he could not go to just high school to high school. I, I, I honestly think Bobby Knight got so lucky with his recruiting because he was able to get so much talent within ah, his. I don't think that's luck. You, I don't no, think that's listen, luck. Let, give, hear me out. I think Bobby Knight got lucky because he had so much talent all around him. Okay. So, what I, so I think if, I think I think if you throw in a okay, I, I'm gonna go ahead and back up a little bit because it had to do with him a lot because. He got a lot of talent locally, and I think that's why I say he's lucky because there was so much local talent. But I think there was so much local talent that who is he, he was able to get. Now, Gene Cady also had that much talent around him and wasn't able to get it all. So, so on the flip side of that, Bob Knight was lucky that he had so much talent locally but he was able to seal the deal on all that local talent. Now, once we got other people in here, did we have the same talent? Maybe. Were we able to seal the deal on all that talent? No. So would AAU have helped Bobby Knight? I don't think so because I don't think he would have went out of state anyway. But I think Bobby Knight got lucky because he had so much talent within his reside. Within his state, within his state, with no IU or no uh, AAU play, right? So that, that's where I stand on that. Right, I agree now, with you. I'm with you. I know now you a... you throw Bobby Knight into this type of recruiting, I think it's a different ball game because he still would have been able to get players to come play for him. So you think he's got five more national championships or what? Maybe six. <laughs> I, guess. I, I don't guess. know. Bobby Knight's a fucking man, man. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I love Bobby Knight. But I, I think recruiting has changed, and it's a different ball game. But honestly, I think he got lucky with how much talent he had in state. That I mean, that's just kind of that's just kind of where it's at. Like I leave it at that. Like he was a hell of a recruiter, and he got lucky because he was able to recruit in state. And if we would have still had an in state recruiter, you know, early two thousands, would we have been a different team? I one hundred percent think so. I think we would have had Greg Odom. That's all I'm gonna say. 
Well, Greg, we would have had Greg Oldham and Mike Conley. and I mean, the, you, you could – the list could go on, man. Lyle, right. I mean, it, it's – it's the list could – if you keep in-state recruits, the list could go on. And, I mean, I Indiana always has great basketball recruits, and it's just where are they going? And it, right. I, do I, I think Bob Knight would have still been able to recruit in-state? Absolutely. And right. AAU or not, I think it, it would have happened. So that's where I stand on right that. On. Final thought. He don't like bad basketball players. Final thought. That's a good final thought. Hurt. Final thought. My final thought is you're gonna come to a party with a pool where people are gonna be hanging out. Make sure you bring them food and you cook it for them. Otherwise, is your knee <laughs> is your knee still blown out? Blown up, so I can play golf today with J Dub. We were planning on playing golf today when he came down on J Dub. You know what? That knee said, "You ain't playing golf." Sorry about it, my man. Some copper bracelet on his knee. I got the copper fit. Um, he got it. I got the red copper fit on my leg right now. Open so, so your knee's still blown out. Is that what you're saying to me? Yeah, bachelor party weekend, we're playing golf. If I got to right. play golf, we're playing golf. All right. That's all you need to know. Hilly, final thought. Final thought, if you're going to get married in less than a month, don't have your future wife. Text three quarters of your wedding party and say he's got to be sober when he walks. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not gonna happen. Oh shit! Hey, did you, did you all see that that article I shared on Facebook where I said uh, like the bride like pulled a gun on the groom and I said he must have showed up not sober. Like that's <laughs> bottom line. All right, here's my final thought. My final thought. Conor McGregor. He's an Irish motherfucker. Floyd Mayweather. He's a badass motherfucker. We're going to watch these two motherfuckers fight in my basement. They're going to fight in my basement. They are. Whether they know it or not, they're going to fight in my basement. And then we're going to go out and get drunk on the town celebrating my brother's bachelorness. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I really hope Justin Hare, I really hope J-Dub shows up for this. Showing up for You are. 
I, I really hope J-Dub shows up for it. I know Cap's showing up for it. I know Hilly's showing up for it. I know Perk's well, showing up squared, for it. In squared. I, I, listen, hey. I've got like 15 people saying they're going to come watch this fight at my house. Oh, the fight here. I'm going to go to Fort Street. I seriously might as, as soon as the fight's over, we're going to the bar. I don't care if it's four rounds. I don't care if it's two rounds. I don't care if it's 14 rounds. We're going to the bars afterwards. And I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. August 26th. We're going to celebrate my son's birthday. His third birthday. And as soon as we celebrate my son's third birthday, we're going to fight. We're going to watch people fight. I'm not going to fight, but I'm going to watch people fight. (laughs) And we're going to have a great time. I can't wait. Hell yeah. I can't wait. And there's people, there's people paying, there's people paying $40 to go and watch this at a, at a theater. No. Give me $5. Come watch it at my theater. Come watch it in my basement. I've got it. I've got all kinds of booze lined up. I'm going to get some uh, some whiskey. I'm going to get some vodka. I'm going to get some beer. And we're going to fucking watch this fight. And we're going to have a great time. And if it, Hell it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't last that long, who cares? We're going to Uber to the next bar. Uber? Uber? <laughs> we are Ubering. All, all fucking 14 of us. We'll Uber to the next bar. Bar. I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. Yep. It's only uh, three weeks away, boys. August 26th. It's this month. It's 24 days from now. I can't wait. I'm so pumped up. My AAU season's over, boys. I'm ready to fucking party. Let's get this on. Let's do this. We've got a, we've got a, uh, what, what is it? There's something coming up soon. Like the 12th, I got something to do. It's on my calendar. What's that, Perk? Couples. The couples thing. Yeah, the couples thing. I'm going to that. Oh man, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, you're fucking here early so we can go get our shit. Yeah, and then I've got to do some other shit. I don't know what's going on. But you got to get to I can't game. wait. I'm excited. That that's my final thought. Like there's all kinds of crazy shit going on in August. Can't wait. And that's it, man. Connor McGregor. It's been a great podcast. Uh, we haven't done it for it's, a while. Right. It's been a. Since I was in fucking Atlanta, I was fucking stuck in Atlanta, and we did a podcast. Isn't that cheap to It's like, yeah, you guys missed it. Tell us how much you missed it. Like and comment on our uh, Facebook page, Instagram. Who? How much you... You got some deed in it? All right. Well, uh, this All has right. been Sports and More with HTC, and we're signing off, boys. Have a good day. See you. Yeah. Your hilly high, your tea bag full. And your yeah, keep your hilly high, your tea bag full, your perk popping, and your J-dub dubbing. I don't fucking know. All right, here we go.